That movie sucked. I kind of liked it. Movie Night Crew Network. Hello and welcome to Content and Capable, a podcast all about following your passions while still feeling like a proper adult. My name's Sam and I'm your host. This week, I spoke with Charlie from Of The Eldest Gods and Fandoms Gone Wrong, all about their journey as an only child and the experiences and stories that they have from it. Welcome to Content and Capable. It's lovely to have you back, Charlie. Hello, hello. I am back. The chaos has returned. I know. Yeah. It's <laughs> it's time for more chaos. I feel like we've had too many good episodes. Charlie hasn't even heard half of them, but there's too many good episodes at the moment. So we've got to bring in a little bit more of that Barbie-esque chaos from season one. Are, are you saying that my episodes aren't good? Is that is that what you're saying? No, 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 no. There's a different... Um, maybe I should rephrase. Like, it's not that you... It's, it's not that the episodes are bad. It's more that... Like, there's two halves of Content and Capable. One half is, like, the complete chaos that is, like, Barbie. There, there's and the, the content half, is, half, and there's the capable half. Yeah. And the other <laughs> half is, like, self-help. There's the half that's happy and just living life, and then there's the half that's like, I know what I'm doing. <laughs> yeah. We're living life here. Well, um, it's really, really great to have you on the podcast again, uh, and I can't believe I didn't even think of suggesting this um, topic because I'm always fascinated by it, but um, you uh, texted me, uh, we, we're trying to chat about... Um, a next a next episode for you to jump on for and you just texted basically the words only child and i was like yes you know it, this is yeah. so on brand for me yes i mean i i was just like looking back at like the movie night crew network website and i saw that that was in your bio that you were like just so like confounded by only children what a, what a thing and i'm like sam hasn't talked about that you've like literally first episode of the podcast was about you and Taylor having a million siblings. I know. And then we just completely forgot that, you know, people have no other siblings. I always assume that people have got siblings. I'm like, yeah, it doesn't I'm make sense. I don't exist, actually. That's the, the secret. <laughs> You're not allowed to exist. It's unlawful. The, the police are coming after you. I knew it. You gotta run. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so... I suppose for a bit of context, Charlie, you're an only child. Yes. We, I think we've established that. Yeah. But um, when when did you realize that you were going to be an only child? There was going to be no more other mini Charlies. Well, of the 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 many many years of asking, hey, like, can I have a sibling? Can I have a little brother <laughs> or sister? Can I? Can we like I don't know adopt somebody else if you don't want to you know, make one yourself. Like, mm. I I definitely remember years and years of begging because I'm like, I'm lonely. Yeah. <laughs> it reminds me of that, that lonely song. I'm so lonely. Oh, wow. That was terrible. But, you know, that kind of, <laughs> you're trying to like ask your parents and then they're like, mm, just, no. just get me one for Christmas. Just get me yeah. a child for Christmas. Because <laughs> that's how they work. It's totally how they work. Um, well, and, you know, 
when you kind of realized that you probably weren't going to have any siblings, was that kind of a thing of having to come to terms with the fact that you were going to have no one who was your sibling? I mean, I don't even really remember coming to terms with it necessarily. I just remember being like, wow, every, like most people that I know have like at least one sibling in their house. So they're just, they're never alone, but I'm just like, Mm -hmm. and I'm just here. I guess, yeah. I guess yeah. that's just how it's going to be. It's just going to be me and my mom and my dad. That's it. Weird. And I suppose that, yeah, and then it kind of is like, well, now I can have all the attention. Oh, boy. Who wants that, though? Who really no, wants that? No, no. Yeah. I say speaking I to someone I- who's a child of t- t- 10. Goodness gracious. I still get plenty of attention that I don't think I deserve. Like mm-hmm. yesterday we were doing some gardening. We what we pulled out a tree and replaced the gutters on our house. Um, I, I don't live with my parents and so my parents came over and we kind of do this once a month. We come to our place and we do a whole bunch of work on it because the place is not the greatest. But um, I always feel like mum always ends up upset on those days because she like is trying to be helpful and she's standing there, you know, mm. with the kids and everyone's there and she goes, I actually can't see why I'm here and can't, you know, it doesn't make sense as to why I have to be here to, to do this. Mm. And, but then like, you know, I feel bad cause I'm like, well, you know, they're there for us. They're there to help us. And it's like, oh. <laughs> I've just taken the whole family away for a whole Saturday of their weekend. You know, siblings are at school. My parents work. My dad works. My mum looks after all the rest of the children. Like, and, and they yeah. they give up their their Saturday just to just to help us. I'm like, <laughs> you got so many other children you got to look after. Look after them instead. No, <laughs> please give me the attention. Um, See, but I'd rather uh, my parents leave me alone. <laughs> I was about to say, you you probably feel the opposite in going, oh, you know, I, I, you know, I don't really want the attention because I get it all the time. Yeah. Yeah. Not trying to make, not trying to like make you sound as an ungrateful person. It's just kind of like you're always looking for the opposite Listen, of what's I've, offered. I've been called ungrateful by my parents before. <laughs> it's nothing new. Um... I don't know. Maybe this is like contributed to me and my my hermit um, nature and how I just like stay in my room so I can avoid them. Well, and it's the I I find it you know because you do a lot with your parents as well. You, you oh, go yeah. out to cons and and a lot of other things. I suppose like any good relationship, you've got to sit down and go. I need some space. Yeah, like we we do a lot of things together. My parents got me into comic cons. We always go on vacations to Disney together. Like mm-hmm. we we just do a lot together. So sometimes I'm like, I just need some space to myself yeah. <laughs> once in a while. Yeah. yeah, I definitely feel that it's like the whole. I've had too much of you, and you've been here way too much. I love you, but go away, get out of my face. Yeah, it's like you come home and then they like they greet me as I come home like, oh, how was your day? How was all this? And I'm just like, I really don't mm-hmm. want to be around people right now. I've been around people all day. Yeah. I know mm-hmm. I haven't seen you like all day long, but I'm tired. 
I can't do this. Yeah. Yeah, and I saw, you mentioned, you know, you go to Comic-Con, uh, Comic-Cons, <laughs> Comic-Cons and um, Disney uh, with your parents. Was mm-hmm. that kind of their instigation or that do they yes. also then kind of go, you've got an idea and they kind of follow along as well? No, that's that's more of their instigation. Like, God, uh, I don't even remember when we started going to like cons, but we've, we've gone on vacations to Disney since I was like four, but... Mm-hmm. It's, it's just like, it was like a family thing and we just start going and we have fun. And then like, you can't just like go by yourself unless you're my mom because she's a travel agent. So she's going constantly. She's currently on a trip. Um, it's mm. like, you can't just like go on a trip and not expect someone else in the house to be like, Ooh, I want to go on a trip. Like my mom drags yeah. my dad. She drags me. Um, I mean, it's usually just her dragging us. (laughs) (laughs) But it's that kind of thing where you're going, well, you know, I, you know, mum's going to go do this thing, you know, I may as well tag along. It's kind of like a, yeah, take advantage while it's still there. Like we even go to the movies together most of the time. Like Mm -hmm. I, I only started going to the movies by myself recently like maybe before the pandemic just just barely before the pandemic i still don't go to the movies by myself i'm that kind of person who doesn't i haven't in a while but Mm. like i just i i I didn't you i didn't do that i didn't think that was like a thing that i could do i always had to go with somebody and we always Mm -hmm. used to go for like a movie night or something like, all three yeah. of us be like, we gotta go see this movie together. And then sometimes, yeah. like, recently, they sometimes they go by themselves because they don't realize I want to go see the movie or I'm working. And I'm just like, but wait, wait, I wanted to see that. Who else am I going to see it with? Why do you yeah. leave me by yeah. myself? Do you feel like you've got, like, a closer relationship with your parents than, say your other friends who have siblings? I, I'd i probably say so. I definitely talk to my mom about more things than I feel like other people talk to their parents about. <laughs> um, I always feel like there's like a one preferred parent as well. It's like, you know, I'm going to go and, you know, if I need to make a call to someone I trust, and the first person I'm going to call is mom or dad. And it's like, I'm going to call them first cause, just because... Well, like, if you want to be like that, like, my mom's always been the one who's, who, like, she, um, she quit, like, working full-time because she had me. She's always been mm-hmm. the one who's, like, been here more, and then yeah, my, my dad, you know, he's, he's the, he likes the sports ball, um, yeah. which I cannot talk to, like, anybody about, so that's not really helpful. Um, no, yeah. But like we we both love Comic Con, so like mm-hmm. we we all we all have like our little like things that we can bond over. But yeah, I I would say I'm closer to my mom. Um, evidence: I have a podcast with her. Um. Yeah, yeah. But it, it, it's not to say that like it's not to say that the other one's more or less important. I, even like from my perspective, exactly. I'm closer to my mom than my dad. And, you know, my dad's great and all. I love chatting to my dad, you know. He stayed the night 
not last night, but the night before. Bef- uh, and then we woke up early and um, got got started on the work on the house. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, it was great to have a chat with him. I really loved chatting with him. But it's also that kind of... The more sensitive topics uh, end up often with one parent. And it's not yeah. to say that the other parent can't handle it. It's just more... That's the where the preference lies. There's no real there's just, reason for it. There's just more of like a instinctually, I think this person will like get it more than the other one. Yeah. It's kind yeah. of that. That too. I always, I always ring my dad for like important kind of like job stuff. He's always very good at negotiating and like asserting confidence and stuff. And when you want to be like really confident, he'll give you the things to... To, to look and, and sometimes feel really, really confident. Whereas my mum will be the one where I'll, I'll ring if, like, I'm crying in the car in the KFC mm. parking lot. Um, yeah. Because, you know, mum will just, is much better at handling that kind of thing. Yeah, I usually um, call or text my dad when I'm having car troubles. Um, not that my dad mm. knows anything about cars more than my mom or me, <laughs> but that's just how that works, I guess, in my brain. Yeah, I, I, can, I can definitely see it. It's like, eh, sports ball. Cars. <laughs> of course, that's how this works. I mean, he's also been like the one who's usually at home at this point too. So I, I guess that's also yeah. where it is. <laughs> well, yeah, and that's the other interesting part. You get to kind of experience like your parents transition through different things, like different aspects of their lives and you much closer as well because you're not like, doing you know there's not other people who are like taking up their time mm-hmm, mm-hmm. yeah it's not like my parents it's have very, friends it's... or anything <laughs> yeah <laughs> no I, I vividly remember actually um i went and stayed with my uncle many years ago and his children have all moved out of home and he and his wife um that it was like a, there was a big sports match and my mum's family are very sporty people um and I sat down and I, I he goes, we're going to go to, the game was called State of Origin, um, and we're going to a State of Origin kind of party thing, uh, I'm going to go watch that. You're more than well, welcome to come. And I did come. Um, but it was just like a weird kind of aspect of my relative's life that I'd never experienced because he, like, his children had grown up and then he explored other things and he still has friends from when he was young and... And they, they still hang out and regularly get together. And I was like, wow, this is weird. Mm-hmm. Normally when I'm doing that with my parents, there's like 7,000 children running around. And it sometimes is only for half an hour, you know. Yeah. It's just so different. Yeah. <sighs> and like, I suppose your parents' friends wouldn't be like, ne- wouldn't necessarily be people with children. Whereas my mum, like a lot of her friends are people with children. And like the children played together. Yeah, I also, I honestly don't know a lot about all my parents' friends. I mean, I've I've definitely met enough of them because you know, I've gone to their parent head meetings once or twice. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's it's always weird seeing your parents in a social setting because they're so different to like what they are at home. No. Um, no. No. <laughs> Is it just my parents? Am I, I going to have a mental breakdown about this now? I, I just, my pa- I don't feel like my parents are all that different in social settings. Well, maybe, 
maybe this is an only child thing. Maybe I feel it like is. This is going to be like a very common theme through this episode. Maybe this is an only child thing, you know, um, because you know, my parents put on the charm and they're, they're very good at, you know, we've had a huge fight and then five minutes later people arrive at the house and we're like, awesome, everything is fine. <laughs> No one was crying. Yeah, I mean, I can understand that, like, relatively, mm. but no, it's just, I don't know, it's just, I don't feel like my parents, like, put that on necessarily, depending on when they're with me or not. Yeah. They just, they seem to be, like, the same people. <laughs> yeah, uh, um, and I find it very fascinating, because it's quite a tricky thing to, uh, like get your head around is that everyone's parents are so different as well. And it's like, whether you're an only child or not, you know, I've had friends of mine who are from big families whose parents are completely different to my parents. But then, you know, I've had friends of mine who are only children whose parents are very similar to mine. Hmm. It's very weird. Yeah. I mean, like, my, my mom, we have this very strange relationship where we're basically like siblings, honestly, half the hmm. time. So... And your dad's just, like, taking the role of all the parents. Not even, though. <laughs> my mom... But a cool uncle. My mom likes to make the joke that, like, we're, we're both her kids, but I'm just like... But, like, you and I are also siblings at the same time. This is just... None of this makes sense. Um, we're, we're Greek Math, gods. who needs her? Um, it, there is no genealogy, correct? It's all... It's just no. mumbo-jumbo. <laughs> yeah, it is very Greek gods esque, actually. And that's that's very interesting parallel. Um, Listen, what uh, what else do you think I talk about? What else do you think I think about in my spare time? Look, yes. Uh, so then, as an only child, um, what are some of the things that like you get mad about? Like, you go, I kind of wish I wasn't only child because of X, Y, Z. I mean, like, I guess I get mad that I don't have, like, a sibling or somebody to just, like, you know, either younger or older, like, either to show around, like, things or to, Mm. like, show me what the heck I'm supposed to do. God. Like, it's, it's an interesting time just, like, not having anyone else to talk about, like, life. Except, like, you know, friends. But, like, somebody in your same situation, same, like, family situation, if you know what I mean. Mm -hmm. It's it's strange. Like, you can't, like, gossip about your parents in the same way. You can't gossip about the rest of your family in the same way. Because there's a little bit of separation there. There's no one at my level. Yeah, I suppose that that's the kind of thing, like, they've lived life and you're, you're like, learning and, and, and starting to live life. And yeah. so it's like, a, like, you're young. Like, if you want to even get into grandchildren, so I'm an only grandchild on one side. <gasps> no. Yes, I am. And on the other side, I have my two cousins who are in a different state, so I don't, I'm not super close with them. I'm not mm. super close with that half of the family because, like, they're they're a little bit farther away. But the the side that is like closer is the side where I'm alone. Yeah. 
So that's even yeah, more uh, pressure from the generations. Yeah, it, it's so fascinating as well because it's like then you're the only person of that kind of generation. You get to this whole, not not drama, but like there's a very clear divide between, you know, the generations above and now the generation below. And you go, ooh, this is different. Mm-hmm. Exactly. I just... Do you ever feel like lonely then in those kind of situations yes because i've always been like the only kid unlike some of those Mm. things it's just yeah i mean like the only other kids would be like cousins who are a little bit like farther removed if you know what i mean like my dad's cousin's kids or like something of that nature Mm -hmm. it's just yeah and it's it's um it's so fascinating as well because, like, you get to hear things that, like, probably if there was more grandchildren, you would never get to hear as well. Hmm. Like, the gossip. Far out. <laughs> as I've become an adult, I'm, like, starting to be treated like an adult, really. Um, and, like, <laughs> I get to hear some of the the, the juicier things that um, get talked about at family gatherings. Um, and we were at my mum's cousin's place um, because my mum has an endless supply of cousins that I barely remember. This one's Jeez. quite... This this particular cousin of mum's is quite close with us. We've known her. We go to her place at least once a year. Um, and we were talking and, like, there's a bit of drama in my family at the moment um, around one of my uncles. And it was, like... I got to sit down and hear this drama and get and got to hear it explained. I'm like, wow, I actually know what's going on and I feel like I'm a part of it. Whereas, like, five years ago, no way in hell would I hear that. Yeah, I definitely hear a bit of the drama because who else is there to talk to about it? <laughs> All the drama. <laughs> All of it. Yeah. Um, And it's, it's fascinating sometimes because you look at it, you, you know... You, you look back on your experience and you go, that felt normal. But then you compare it to someone else's experience, like, you know, me, lots of, you know, it was every second year I had to explain to my teachers that mum was having another baby. Oh, my God. And especially especially in high school. So, what, mum had a baby when I was in year seven, in year nine, and in year 11? Yeah. And then I had one last year as well. So I had to explain to my, you know, year seven, year nine, and year 11 teachers at three separate occasions, hey, my mother's having a child. There might be a period of time where I just don't meet deadlines because shit usually hits the fan at this kind of stage. Um, And it was normal. And, like, people would go, wow, okay, we totally understand. And, like, nothing really changed. I just warned people just in case something had was going to happen and we were going to, you know, ha- I was going to have to do something. Especially in year 11, um, I was, like, really trying to... Um, I was doing quite a lot and I was doing quite a bit of subjects as well and performing quite highly. And I was like, I just need to let people know so that if something happens, people... I'm not breaking people's expectations here. But then, like, you know, that's totally normal for me. But, like, for you, it's completely different. Yeah. Yeah, I don't have the excuse of my mom being pregnant all the time. Um, 
It was great to explain it to my university lecturers. I only had to do it to like four of them. But like just explaining and going, hey, there might be like two or three weeks where I just won't turn up to class. Admittedly, I think at that time, I, no, it must have been my first year. I just like, it doesn't really matter because it's all online, but um, it was fascinating. And I think my uni lecturers were quite intrigued by the whole situation. (laughs) Yeah. But, like, you never had to deal with that. Or, like, you know, you never had that kind of family drama. Does, does that make sense? Yeah. No no babies constantly. I, I cannot relate. I'm sorry, Sam. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I don't I don't feel sorry for you. It was a lot of stress. Uh, and, it, like, it wasn't necessarily stress on my behalf. It was more uncertainty and going, I can't tell you when things are going to happen. The baby will pop out when the baby pops out. Yeah, honestly, I don't. I haven't even been like around pregnant people that much because, like I said, I've yeah. never seen my mother pregnant. So mm, yeah, <laughs> and, and, and you know, it's it's fascinating because there is that whole like hmm, I've never been around a pregnant person, or I haven't been around that pregnant person that often. Yeah. Like, what just, am I supposed to do? Just, you know, like, it, it, I feel like it's different when you are, like, living with someone who is pregnant and dealing with all of the hormones and cravings and such. But I've never had to deal with that. Mm-hmm. No, and, and to be, to be very honest, I've never had to either. But it's more mum being sick, like, morning sickness yeah. is, you know, a thing. And so, like, we have to get ready and get out of the house for school. But, like, there's no way we're going to be ready and out of the house of school in time if, you know, mum's sick and in bed. So I've got to, like, make sure that I'm getting everything done and being responsible for myself and not, you know, Uh, kind of, like, doing what I'm supposed to be doing. Being responsible for yourself. Yeah. Wow, what a wild, What a wild wild thing. Yeah. (laughs) I still am not responsible for myself. I still have forgotten to do things that my parents have asked me to do this week. I'm just like, meh. Sam, um, Sam, I feel like you're but, calling me out without calling me out. Just, just generally. <laughs> I, I realize, oh, it's just started raining again. Um, I, I realized that, um, last night that I was supposed to have sent an email on Tuesday and I still haven't sent it and I don't want to send it this weekend cause I don't know whether the email will even be read if it gets sent on the weekend. So I'm like procrastinating further till Monday to send the email. I'm like, this is just me bad at brain stuff. Hmm. I just, I can't, I can't, I forget Mm -hmm. things too much. It's the ADHD. Just can't do it. Yeah. Yeah. Like I've never been diagnosed with ADHD. I'd love to go and and get tested. I think I should probably, but at the same time, I'm like, I just may just maybe just have ADHD tendencies, maybe. I don't know. I think everybody should get tested for these things, or or even just, oh. you know, look look up the things, self diagnose, then see if you need to get tested for it. Yeah, just a little I, and that's the that's the hard part. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, like, as an only child, what were you know when you like? Because you would have. You would have gone to school. Wow. No, um, I didn't know, actually. Just like you were. <laughs> had a crunchy mum, and you, you you were homeschooled. 
Um, but, um, you know, you know, at school and stuff, you would have like interacted with people with a fair amount of siblings, maybe not as crazy as, as mine, but like, was there a point where you turned around and went, Oh, um, their lives are fundamentally different from my own. Well, definitely when I encountered, um, twins and such, just like, that's, Mm -hmm. Almost more wild than just people who have siblings. I'm like, so you have a sibling that's in like the same grade as you? Wild, mm-hmm. totally wild. And then, and then you have Irish twins, which are like people who are born in the yeah. same year, <laughs> siblings. See, my brain. I know like what Irish twins means, but my brain instead went to my high school experience where there were. A few sets of twins, and also there were just a lot of gingers. Um, Catholic high school, there were a mm-hmm. lot of gingers there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, and gingers as well. Like, just, I don't know, ginger erasure is a thing, and we need to look after the poor gingers. You know what's also weird? I'm, a, I'm also, like, the only ginger in the family. <laughs> like, in the immediate it, family. It, yeah. It's interesting in the extended um, in the extended family, we have another set of twins that are born like three months after my brothers, who are twins and redheads, who are twins and redheads, um, and it's just wild. So they're like really close in age, look completely different, but like very weird. Mm, interesting. Yeah, what is the like the best part of being an only child? Um, um, having my own room, probably, and my own bathroom. I, I've, I've heard horror stories. <laughs> what kinds of horror stories? I just, I've heard people who have to share bathrooms with, like, anyone else, and I do not currently. I haven't for the past ten years plus, since we, since we got a second story on the house, I got my own bathroom. It's great. Mm-hmm. Absolutely wonderful. See, I've always shared a bathroom. Like even when I moved out of home, I was sharing bathroom. You know, you know what the one problem is? It it means that I am messier because I'm not sharing with other people, so I can just have my shit sprawled out. I can see that. I would <laughs> if I had the whole bathroom. I would use the second drawer in our set of cabinets to store like my long term and travel stuff rather than putting it in the same drawers and stuff I use over, on a daily basis. overflowing. Just everywhere. That too. Product. Bathroom, just, bedroom, yeah, everything. Yeah. I'm just, I'm a mess. That's why. Oh, we're all a mess though, Charlie. What are you talking about? Um, well then, like, so if, if that's the best part, um, <laughs> what is the worst part then? Well, I think I'm, I feel like I, we've already mentioned this. Yeah, we've already yeah. mentioned the fact that I'm just like I I am alone. I don't have someone else to like commiserate with who like understands like where I am in like everything. Yeah. Like I mean, I know your sibling's not going to be like the same person as you, but we'll have like mm-hmm. the same lived experience. Just like yeah. lived in the same family lived in the same situation mm. for the most part, like, give or take a few years difference, but yep. yeah. most things will be, like, similar. 
So it's not like I have people to commiserate with about that kind of shit. I have to yeah, talk I, to friends who are like, yeah, I have no idea. I no idea what you're talking about at all. <laughs> yeah. Do you ever find that, like, it's kind of, kind of sad that, like, there are friends of yours who have, like, terrible relationships with their family members and you've got, like, a really, really great relationship with your family? Oh, oh, Sam, Sam... One for one thing, see my fam my family is not perfect either. <laughs> I'm <laughs> not saying that. I'm just that. saying that. You, yeah, <laughs> I I'm just saying that. Like, you know, you have a really really great the relationship with your family, but um, the like other people I know, I've got fa- friends and family who have terrible relationships with their parents. Yeah, it's, I don't know. I I mean, like, if I had, like, a terrible, terrible relationship with my parents, I'd, that'd be wild. Yeah. yeah. I definitely feel bad for people who are like that. Like, me being an only mm. child, um, if, if, if my parents had entirely different views about, like, me being queer and all that shit... Wouldn't yeah. it, wouldn't have been great. Would not have been great at all. No. <laughs> no, not at all. But then at the same time, you know, you're... I know that there are... Like, would you feel guilty for, you know, if if they did have those views or they, they you did have, like, a huge falling out for them for whatever reason, would you feel guilty for, like leaving them and, like, going, nah, I can't live with you guys? Honestly, no. It, that, I mean, that would be entirely a different situation. So. Yeah. No. I don't think I would feel guilty. I'm, yeah, I'm very much the kind of person you... who's, like, if, if I can't live with you, then I don't want you in my life. Like, if mm-hmm. there's a problem there gonna cut you out if possible yeah yeah a hundred percent and have you like ever gotten to the point where you you've thought about moving out you know for context you you live with your parents and you know to um there's no i don't mean this in any form of judgment you know i have I have lived with my parents before. I am really incredibly privileged to be able to move out of home and be able to support myself out of home. But have you ever felt that desire of, uh, you know, or have you ever thought about moving out of home? I mean, yes. But, like, I don't exactly make a lot of money at the moment. So... Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, like, it, it's always, like... You know, when I first was considering moving out of home, I was like, my parents had basically pulled me aside and go, you can't afford to move out of home. Mm. So stop thinking about it at the moment. You know, focus on saving some money and then maybe it'll all work out. See, um, my mom both wants me to move out and doesn't want me to move out. Like, like she she wants me to, to stay home and like be her baby and all that shit. But she also yeah. wants me to want to move out. If you know what I mean. She wants yeah. me to like have the desire to leave. And I'm just like, see, I don't have the desire to leave because I have the desire to like not be poor. <laughs> mm. 
Yeah. <laughs> yes. A hundred percent. And it's, you know, everyone's in a, in an individual situation. So, you know, there's no point in you, you know, moving out if you can't afford to move out. Like that, that makes total sense. Whereas, um, there's no, you know, th- there was a point for me to move out. A, because I could support myself moving out and B, because I was a distraction to my siblings as a university student mm. while they're all in high school. Um, and I just find it very fascinating. Um, I've had only children friends who have felt guilty for moving out of home because they've left their parents alone. Mm. I feel like I'd be like, you guys can finally, like, you know, be alone together. You know, maybe, maybe yeah. rekindle some of that. Yeah, no, I don't think that's going to happen. <laughs> My parents are not romantic. They're just comfortable with each other. Well, and this is the other thing, you know, um, like they might, not that I, I want to put this on to your parents, but like they might be the, the kind of people who love having someone else in the house and someone else too. Sorry, yeah. the elephants are stomping around my wooden house because it's just started raining heavily. <laughs> Aren't we glad we replaced the gutters yesterday? <laughs> um, but yeah, no, no, it, you know, they, they might like, just like having a, a third person around to interact with. Yeah. Yeah, I do, I do sense I that sometimes, that they, they yeah. do like having me around... As, as yeah. they well, want to spend time with me. And I'm just like, really, right now? Can I, can I? Yeah, you can. Can I have a minute? Ew. <laughs> Stop interacting with me. Ew. Listen, um, I'm an introvert. <laughs> Maybe yeah. this is why I'm an introvert. <laughs> but yeah, no, no, I find it very fascinating because, you know, there are so many only children in the world and then the parents are like, once they grow up and leave, we're alone again. And it's like, well, what do we do with each ourselves now? Like, what, do we go party? Yeah, that's what I'd do. Come oh, yeah, on, 100%. you got an empty nest. Yeah. Have a party. God. Don't travel the world. Maybe you buy the house and then they can go and travel the world for the rest of their lives. And Listen, there's that cruise I've... ship that, like... I've suggested they just leave the house to me and move to Florida. My mom wants to move to Florida so badly. <laughs> oh, I can see your mom living in Florida. It would make Disney very easy. Exactly. No more planes, trains, or cars or whatever. Just just right there. Just, just walk. Yep. Honestly. <laughs> walk, walk to Disney. <laughs> Lives on the other side of Florida and walks to Disney. I feel like she would, though. <laughs> Yeah, the exact size of Florida is unknown, and I feel like it's like oh, it's it's actually two feet across, places. didn't you know? Yeah, yeah, it's just a road, and then Disney's like an island off the coast. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I, yeah. I don't know. Yeah, it's it's so fascinating to see like the like even just in general the mindset of someone who has recently become an adult and, like, is earning an income but is not, like, then has to make the decision of do I move out of home, do I not? And obviously, you know, yeah. you've made made your decision at the moment and, you know, I've made my decision uh, and I continue to I'm just embrace sad the consequences that I can't of the decision. Get a cat. That That's, like, the biggest drawback to staying here, I think, is that I can't get a cat. <laughs> 
Oh, that's right. Yeah. My parents are both allergic. Um, you you want to know something? I've only had two pets in my life. I've had a goldfish mm-hmm. and a hamster. And my mom hated the hamster because it had fur. Fur. <laughs> Get rid of it. Fur. It was not good. <laughs> You know, I went and stayed with some family friends on a sheep farm over over January, um, and they had we called them guinea pigs, mm-hmm. um, and we um, they had like them, but they've got like a whole sheep farm and cows and horses, and and then they're like the guinea pigs, and I'm oh like, gosh. what? What is going on here? This is very weird. Because um, they're so cute. That's why. I know. I know they are, but, like, there's also, like, a couple thousand sheep as well. Not that they're cute, but they're fun. You get to scare them with just standing. Sheep are just soft and nice. Depends. Depends on what kind of sheep you're touching. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm not around sheep very often, so... (laughs) No, I very quickly reminded myself... (laughs) about the kind of work that my family friends do with sheep. And I was like, ah, it's disgusting. All right. (laughs) (laughs) Woo. Yeah. And? (laughs) Um, And it wasn't wasn't bad. It was just like, ooh, yes. These are animals, you know. They're they're not the cleanest things in the world. Mm. Yeah. I just want a cat to snuggle with, though. That's that's the dream. yeah, I, I I think I would definitely appreciate that as well. Just get a nice black um, cat, live my witchy dreams. Uh, and you can take it to Comic Cons. Ex- I mean, I feel like you'd have to it'd have to be a special type of cat for that, right? Yeah, you'd have to have yeah. Be like you'd, I don't know. I don't I I don't know all the specifications for that, but I don't think I could just bring my cat randomly to Comic Con. <laughs> No, 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 not at all. <laughs> but I don't know. Maybe you could. I there's a TikToker um who's a her name is Captain Captain Kate McCrew, and she has like a Sphinx cat, um Ooh. and so she she's like a captain of a cruise ship, um and so like in, the way they work is they do like three month rotations, mm. so she she takes her cat flies, you know, halfway across the world to, you know, meet the ship where they, ship where they are. Um, and then, you know, it's three months on the ship and then flies ha- all the way back to her, to where she lives in, she actually lives in Las Vegas of all things. Um, and then, you know, and I was like, wow, this, you know, this cat is the most well-traveled cat I've ever seen. Uh, I'm just, I have. Oh, to be a cat. I haven't been around animals that much either. Like, oh, when I was at Christina's yeah. house for for the oh. first time, four cats, I was just like, wow. I'm like, I have to get used to animals for like the first few hours. And then I was like, and yeah. now I just like can't leave. <laughs> yeah. I was deathly afraid of dogs um, mm. as a child. And so my parents bought a dog when I was like, what? Oh, I would have been thirteen. So oh. then I like kind of got used to the dog. <laughs> that that feels like kind of scary though. If you were like terrified of them, and your parents were, like we're getting a dog. What? 
it was a puppy though, so like the mm. so yeah. you know she grew up and yeah with the up. yeah you kind of get used to it. I like other dogs. I'm a lot more comfortable around now. I don't like them licking me. Do not like being licked by animals. Ooh no. Yeah. Bodily fluids are not my favorite thing. Um, it's, it's interesting. I like being loved by them, but like licked is not always great. No, 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 thank you. Um, I like my personal space. Um, <laughs> but yeah, and, and as you mentioned, you know, you often go places with your parents. Mm-hmm. I vividly remember you texting me about a year ago now when you jumped on a plane for the first time to go down to Secret yeah. Cinema of all yeah. things. Did that, like, because you hadn't travelled by yourself before, was that quite, like, scary? That was terrifying. Um, the the only times that I had travelled without my parents, I had, um, like, made my friends go with me. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, it was, it was two times to VidCon, yes. Where I was just like, yeah. I want to go to this convention. You want to go too? Yeah, let's go together. Let's do that. Make like a weekend out of it and also go to Disney or something. Mm. Just yeah, just so I wouldn't be by myself. And then this, I was yeah. like, and that's like, I can't really drag anybody for this. Yeah. It's, it's, it's interesting because there are like, it, it's quite scary traveling by yourself. Like, well, I've done it since the age of well, I've traveled by myself before before this, but at the age of 12, my dad put me on a plane by myself uh, to fly down to uh, halfway down the country uh, for a music camp with a connecting flight. So, you know, Ooh. let's just make it real complicated to start with. Um, actually, no, the flight beforehand when I went and visited my family, but that was kind of simple because I was picked up. But like, you know, flying by myself and I was like, ooh, this is kind of actually scary. And... I suppose it's like a muscle. You kind of got to practice it and go, eh, I'm going to just travel by myself now. Yeah. Like coming back, it was a lot easier because I was like, okay, okay. Mm-hmm. I did this once before. I know what I'm doing. Like, yeah, just, you got to have a system for things. And yeah. Okay. So like doing stuff by myself in general, maybe this is anxiety thing. Maybe it's an only child thing. Maybe it's both. I'm just, like, mm-hmm. terrified of doing things by myself for the first time. So, mm-hmm. I I have to be like, hey, hey, mom, dad, can you come with me just, like, one one time mm-hmm. for this so I, like, know how to do it the next time? And, and that's what I love about, like, parents is you can go, I just need someone to do this with me once so that I know what I'm supposed to do. Mm-hmm. Like, dealing, dealing with, like, like, the shit of my car recently has been, like, can somebody just, like, go for an oil change with me once so I can, you know, know mm-hmm. how to do that? Because I drive a lot, so I need to know how yeah. to do that. <laughs> yep. Um, it's the same, like, we don't take our cars to the mechanic. Um, mm. Our father, my father, who is a mechanical engineer... For airplanes, not for cars. We'll do the oil changes at our, our place. And they're really... They're, they're designed to be simple enough that, theoretically, you could do it yourself if you wanted to put the effort in. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's not the, it's not a lazy thing. It's sometimes people are just like, I just can't... I don't have the time and the energy to do this kind of thing. And I 
completely get that. But that, like, doing that with my dad a couple of times, um, I am now relatively confident that I could do my own oil change if need be. Not that I would ever trust myself. I would make sure someone was supervising me, but I would be able to do it. Yeah. It's just... I don't know. Maybe, yeah. maybe it is a universal thing of just, like, not wanting to go do the thing by yourself for the first time. Yeah. But, like... It might be it might be an anxiety thing more than a universal thing. Like Maybe. I've seen people, like my siblings who are closer into the middle of the family, much more willing to do stuff themselves. My brother used to get himself up at six o'clock in the morning, and would be riding on a bike in the middle of winter um, to school to be at uh, to be at school by seven o'clock, so that for his volleyball training. And I was like. You know, you could ask someone to drop you off. I'm sure they'd be more than happy to. But no, nah, he was like, no, nah, uh, you know, I'll just do it myself. Hmm. Yeah, I mean... It's an independent Sorry, I just, I just like, I associate it with, like, an only child thing just because, like, I mean, I have, like, more of my parents' attention. So, like, I can ask them, hey, can mm. you do this thing with me? Um, Just so yeah. I'm not alone. And, like... If I had, like, an older sibling or something, I could, like, go with them or something. I, you know? I don't know. I associate it with, like, yeah. only child just because th- I feel yeah, like I'm 100%. expected to, like, grow up a little bit more. Because there's, like, I'm not mm. following anybody and I'm not, like, helping somebody else, if you know what I mean. Like, there's yeah. no one above or below me. It's just me. So... Yeah, and there's, like, no hierarchy of, like, another person your age telling you what to do, which is fascinating. Yeah. I don't know. It's weird the things that I associate with being an only child. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, yeah, and, and, you know, speaking of that, are there other things that you associate with being an only child that, you know, you go, oh, that's a bit weird. I can think of off the top of my head. Sam, don't ask me things. When I don't <laughs> not currently think of it. Okay. Mental note for next time. I must give Charlie a list of questions. Honestly, that's probably better for me sometimes. You know that thing where your mind just goes blank when someone asks you something? That's me constantly. 100%. I do it. Constantly. Yeah. I do it all the time. I do this on the podcast where like I go, I've answered, I asked a question, someone's answered it. And then I blank on the next question I want to ask. I go, do you what, do you write what, them down? What? No. I don't like doing that for this you should be, because it you kind of try like that. it's like a peek behind the curtain for this. Like listeners, I don't like writing down questions. I'll do it for like I I some I do it for journalism stuff, and I think I've said this on the podcast before, but I think the point of like the podcast for me at least is to have a conversation. And to me, I don't feel like I'm having a good conversation if I have a list of questions to ask. See, maybe maybe Which, you don't have a list of questions then. Maybe you just have a list of like, these are like the topics, like the vague topics that I want to cover, if yeah. possible. I was about to say, that that's probably the, the other thing. I probably should have like a list of topics or like a guide on co- the conversation. Yeah. So that I'm... So you can bring then, it up naturally, you know, but like, you know... Yeah. Just it's it's all very complicated. It it's is. all very it's all very complicated, listener. If you've ever run your own podcast, I'm sure it is just as complicated for you. 
Yeah. The ADHD just does not help with the memory problems. Oh wait, it causes them. That's that's it. Sense of it, right? <laughs> um. But yeah, it, it's so fascinating uh, and so interesting to speak to like an only child and go, is this something we both do or is this just something that just happens to me? Yeah, like, you know, like, nature versus nurture or whatever. Like, is my personality like yeah. this because of this is how my environment has worked? Or is it because that's just how I was when I popped out? Like... Yeah, at- and it's very hard to determine when you're, like, only interact with same, same people. Yeah. I don't know. I feel like some of it is a bit of the nurture, I guess. I don't know. Mm. I don't know what I would be like if I wasn't an only child. <laughs> yeah, and I don't know what I would be like if I was an only child. Like, And this is, I think, kind of, like, part of the beauty of life is, like... We're never know, never gonna know if something happened differently. Yeah. Um, I always say to my brothers, the reason you guys exist was because I was such a good baby. Um, oh, oh, thanks, not, Sam. Not to say that, Sam. Thanks. <laughs> That's a roast on me not, personally. <laughs> not to say that, like, only children are bad babies, but no, like, I was a shit maybe. I was a shit child. I was like the I'm biggest. still shit. I always was causing fights. I was terrible. Um, and then, you know, my par- my parents and grandparents would talk about how I was the best baby. I would always, you know, be happy to eat whatever was in front of me. I was always smiling. Although, apparently, I did make my mum cry on several occasions. Um, so, so but, um, you want to know a fun fact? I was not a picky mm-hmm. eater, What like, when I was a baby, when I was a small, small baby. I, I, mm. that, I just grew into being uh, a picky eater. <laughs> so, I think I became a picky eater around the age of four, five. Yeah. I'd... Uh, and so, between the ages yeah. of five and 16, I did not like mashed potatoes. I, nope. I still refuse to eat olives. Nope. I did not like mushrooms. Nope. Um, <laughs> You're going through fish, my checklist. I still don't eat, uh, Just yeah. keep going. <laughs> I still don't eat fish. Um, fish is a no-go for me, um, unless it's like fish and chips and it's like battered, and that that's the only time I'll eat fish. But other than that, no, not at all. And this is the uh, part two of I... the Sam Charlie conversation where it just we're just talking about being picky eaters as adults. <laughs> yep. Only child equals picky eater, right? No. Apparently not. <laughs> Very much wrong. Right, my siblings hate potato um not potatoes, tomatoes. They refuse to eat tomatoes. I'm like, tomatoes are the best vegetable. I eat them like apples. Hey, hey Sam. Not that I should, I they're very expensive. Guess what I hate? tomatoes yeah yeah i i specifically i also don't like too much sauce my pizza like if i can see that though you don't want like a soggy pizza yeah and then there are some places that do like even chunky tomatoes in pizza like usually italian places Mm -hmm. i'm not into that shit i like whenever i like order my dominoes (laughs) Um, I get, like, light sauce, or I get cheese sauce, because I'm just not very into tomatoes. 
I am a sucker for good cheese sauce. Yeah, cheese sauce is It is very good. It's superior. You heard it here. That's the PSA. Done. Print. Yep. We did it. If you've learned anything from this episode, <laughs> ignore the stuff about only children. Ignore the, the nuances of living as, a, as you know, living in different family settings. Nah, cheese sauce is superior. Cheese, cheese sauce is superior. I'm sorry if you're lactose intolerant, but like, I guess... Me. Fuck you. Me and lactose intolerant. Exactly. Fuck you. Endorsing cheese sauce. <laughs> yep. Um... Look, at this point in time, my guts hate me, and why why change why change the status quo? Let the guts continue to hate you. Oh. Take, take some okay. lactate, bud. Yeah, that's what I do. Yeah. Um, I actually ran out yesterday morning when I made my coffee, so oh. I have not had coffee this morning. That's okay. I might just ruin it. Um, make, make myself feel delightful tonight. Um, well, <laughs> thank you so much, Charlie, for coming on Content and Capable and chatting about, like, our lives as children, like, yeah. in different settings. Yeah, thank you for this therapy it session. Re- um, it was really nice. <laughs> I always feel like I am, dis- I, like, I'm free therapy for my friends. <laughs> like, it's, it's just like, every now and then I go, what are people's traumas? <laughs> oh, oh, hon, just, we, like, we could have gone into the trauma. I was trying to not have that on the air. <laughs> no, no, we might keep the trauma off the air. Yeah. But every now and then I think about it and I go, ah, oh, that would make a great episode if it didn't make people wildly uncomfortable. Trauma, the episode, all about the trauma. Tra- Maybe there'd just be, that's the, like, there'll be just a trauma season a couple of years down the line. What is your it's trauma? It's just like me speaking to people. Yeah. Just different kinds of trauma. Here, choose a flavor of trauma. God. It's like ice cream. Oh no. This is this is so. This is just this is the time. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I have no words. <laughs> Look, it's it's upsetting. It's like it's like it's like ice cream for a lactose intolerant person. It's upsetting. We make way too many jokes about it, but in the end, we really shouldn't be discussing it. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, anyway, um, thank you so much for coming on, Charlie. Where can people find you on the internet? Oh, so many places. Um, well, all the places. Well, yeah, like literally all the places. Um, as you know... Um, if you didn't already know, I have two podcasts on the same network as Sam. He's been on both of them. What what a chance. So great. Um, Australian correspondent for Fandoms Gone Wrong. And of the Eldest Gods. Weird though. transport nerd. Yeah, weird transport nerd for of the old, old Eldest Gods. We got in a weird deep dive on of the Eldest Gods last week. Listen, my my favorite thing was that the episode where I was like, "Hey Sam, can you just like do the opening because this guy is an Australian accent? I don't want to fake that. I want you to do it instead." That's yeah. my favorite thing. I had like an almost uh, I had an identity crisis recording. That. It's like. Am I Australian? <laughs> like, does this sound Australian enough? I could have done it, and I feel like I would have upset somebody. So I'm like, let the Australian do it instead. Let's do that. Yeah. yeah. So, of the Old Discards, um, me and Taylor um, talk about 
Uh, Percy Jackson books were going through it. Uh, by the time this comes out, Sea of Monsters will have ended. We'll be somewhere close to Titan's Curse. Who knows? Not sure about what the schedule is at the moment, but... Time is a construct. Time does not exist, as as I constantly no. say. <laughs> um, and then Phantom's Gone Wrong, which is the podcast with my mother. You know, that, that person who I've talked about on this... <sighs> where we talk about fandoms. And, yeah, Sam talked about mermaids with us. It was great. Oh, no, Cleo, you know what I found out? I don't know whether I sent you this, but um, someone asked... Um, it's not Phoebe Bridges. Phoebe Tonkin. It's, her name's Phoebe. Phoebe Tonkin. Yeah. Um, asked her about the Ono oh Cleo stuff, and she, she like, shifted the blame straight on the rest of the cast. <laughs> like, it's their fault. Well, they're the ones saying her name. That's the thing. Oh, yeah. 100%, like, I'm aware, but also at the same time, it's like... I don't know. Her accent is also quite tangy. Yeah, yeah. I feel like you might have sent me something, or maybe I just, like, saw it, but... Maybe you sent me it. Maybe I did. I don't know. I honestly have no idea here. Um, memory n- does not exist. Uh, yeah, so you can find me. I'm at uh, GreenPixie12, both places on the internet, except for Twitter, where I'm at GreenPixie123. Um... Blah, 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 blah. I'm going through my mental thing. Oh yeah, I have a YouTube. I should go back to that at some point. Um, that's called Charlie mm-hmm. Mac. M A C K. Yeah, there's a lot of weird yeah. nerdy shit on there. <sighs> like it, for me, the internet has just become like another life. It's like my internet life consists of this, 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 and this. Um, is there anything that you want to plug? Um, alright, alright. So, I technically have plugged this on of the Eldest Gods. You haven't listened to that episode yet, Sam, because, once again, time is a construct. Um, it is very much a construct. So, I've been going through, like, the Doctor Who, like, shows and everything. I'm not going to plug Doctor mm. Who, though. I'm going to plug the Sarah Jane Adventures, which I had not watched <gasps> yeah. until, like, this go-through of all the things. It was on HBO Max, and I'm like, you know what? I want to check this out, because, like, I liked the couple episodes Elizabeth Sladen was on Doctor Who. I want to see this. I'll probably Mm. cry at the end, because it ends abruptly when the actress died, but it's fine. (laughs) It's fine. Yeah. I'm not okay. But I just like the fact that it's, like, Doctor Who, but, like, the, the teen... Doctor Who, like teens solving mysteries about weird shit, and I love that kind of stuff so much. God, if I had that mm. kind of independence as a teenager, man, I would have gotten into some crazy stuff. Yeah. Oh, that's what the, like we had a conversation last night. My brother's like, should we? You know, my 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 brother who's in year eleven has gotten a phone. Uh, and he's on, like, a really, really basic prepaid plan. And he's like, well, should we pay the extra money so he's on, like, a higher-level plan, you know, uh, spend the $100 a year to kind of put him on unlimited talk and text and a little bit of mobile data so he can actually do stuff. And I, like, sat there and I, like, thought about it. I was like, I'd love to do it. and But, like, there are so many things that could go wrong. <laughs> you know? like, it's just, like, 
Self-control, zero. What What is the self-control? I don't... I don't know. No. I really don't know. Um... <laughs> But yeah, I'm I'm Sam. You can find me at sam.the.journalist on TikTok and Instagram. Get again, Twitter hates me. It's Sam OB Journalist. But yeah, if you are interested, check me out there. Um, you can also um, find me on episodes of Of the Eldest Gods and um, Fandom's Gone Wrong. Wow, my brain. I was like, the restricted section. Yes, I am on the restricted section as well. But this is not what I'm plugging. Sam, you're slowly um, rounding and- out the entire Movie Night Crew Network. We still gotta get you on Cabbages. <sighs> yep, Cabbages and the Movie Night Crew. Hopefully, by the end of the year, I'll be on both. Oh my god. Um, I want to be on Movie Night Crew. I can't wait. <laughs> oh, I'm so- Maybe that's what we should do. We should have, like, a creator's Movie Night Crew night. <laughs> Where, like, we had the creators and, like... So, all the restricted section hosts and co-hosts. There'd be so many um, people, though. Um, but <laughs> this week, I'm going to plug... Opens covered. The Artemis Fowl series. Um, I love that set of books. Um, it is so interesting. Um, and it kind of relates back to this whole only child conversation. Because he is an only child for so long. Um, There's and, the connection. Like, Yeah, um, and it's so fascinating to see, not what he gets away with, but, like, the interactions he has with his mother after his father has left, because he feels like he has to be, like, the man of the house. Mm. Um, And, like, how he's still a 12-year-old boy, even though he's so smart. I'm not spoiling anything. Like, this is just the start of the first book. I know nothing about um, Artemis Fowl, so... It is so interesting. The movie was... Okay. I've, on I've heard bad things. Only only bad things. People I have a huge issue with books being turned into movies. Like there should be TV shows, first of all. Second of all, anytime you put a book into a movie, people get upset. Yeah. Like regardless of how how well you do it. Because they just like mm. It's not good enough. It wasn't. It wasn't the book. Yeah. Like, the, I mean, that movie particularly. I I heard it likened to like the last Airbender movie and the the Lightning Thief. Like. I can see that. So I can see that. Yeah. <laughs> but at the same time, I I have heard people say that if you watch the Lightning Thief and you ignore the book. Oh yeah. That me. You mean like, I've said that. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. That that's where I got it from. Like if you it's that kind of movie. You've got to ignore the books because it's not supplementary material. It's, not an it's adaptation. It, for a it is medium. an AU fanfic. <laughs> kind of. Yeah. That's what I consider the Percy Jackson movies. They're an alternate universe fanfic. <laughs> yep. Sounds like a great made by someone great, who did not read the books. Great thing to do. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for jumping on the podcast, um, Charlie. I've loved having you on. We'll have to get you on later in the season. We've already planned the next yeah, one. I've, uh, like, yes, ideas. I hadn't even gotten on this one. And I was like, Sam, Sam, I have another idea to get me on this season. Look, it's great. I love, like, people sending me ideas. Someone sent me one on Instagram that I'm currently um, looking at uh putting on the podcast like if you have any ideas for guests or people you want to hear me chat to 
feel free to hit me up on Instagram. It's content, the letter N, capable. Yeah. Um, you can hit me up on Instagram or um, Twitter, which I think is just content N capable as well. I feel like it's different actually because it's Twitter. Uh, no, it's not. It's the same. Um, <laughs> this is how well I know my social media. It's great. Um, or you can send a letter, uh, uh, an email um, to me at uh, contentandcapablepod at gmail.com. Um, I know the email because uh, the amount of times I have to write it to people is just ridiculous. Um, but, um, yeah, if you if you have an idea or you just want to write something nice and send it to me because... To be honest, I love unsolicited messages of kindness. I should do it's that. It's great. I should just send you an email and be like, hey, Sam, you're great. Anyway, thank you so much, Charlie, for jumping on. I really enjoyed um, chatting with you as always. Um, and I can't wait to have you on next time. Thank you for listening to Content and Capable. You can follow the podcast socials at content, the letter N, capable on Instagram and Twitter. You can send a super boring email to us through contentandcapablepod at gmail.com. The art was done by Opia. You can follow them on opia underscore art on Instagram. Opia is spelled O-P-I-A. Feel free to message them about making art for your project. Our music was written, recorded and edited by Nora Strauss-Riggs. You can find Nora at Kane underscore I, that's I as in the body part, on Instagram and Twitter. Feel free to message her about making music for your project or editing your podcast. I am proud to be a part of the Movie Night Crew Network, which features the restricted section, a chapter-by-chapter Harry Potter pod with lots of spoilers all the time, the Movie Night Crew, join some friends as they react to some terrible, some meh, and some really great movies, and Fandom's Gone Wrong, a show that discusses all things fandoms. My Cabbages, an Avatar podcast that follows the true hero of Avatar The Last Airbender, the Cabbage Cart Guy, and Of the Eldest Gods, a chapter-by-chapter Rick Rorodin pod full of myths and legends. Listen, we didn't want to be half-bloods. If you're listening to this because you think you might be one, our advice? Stop listening to this podcast right now. Percy Jackson had the right idea when he told people to stop reading the books, detailing his adventures as a half-blood. But we didn't listen to his warnings. And that's why we started this podcast, Of the Eldest Gods, where we read books written by Rick Riordan and talk about how they affected us as kids and continue to as semi-adults. You can find us every Thursday wherever you get your podcasts. Do you think we fooled them for a second there? God, I hope not. Bring on the monsters. We're making a podcast. <laughs> Content and Capable is a podcast all about answering the question, how do you adult? Don't forget to rate and review it on your favorite podcatcher, and I will see you next Monday for another episode. That movie sucked. I kind of liked it. Movie Night Crew Network.